your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Please turn up your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Hey, we got some awesome comics on the show. They're in back. Let's hear for them. Let's hear for those comics. I'm your host, Cameron Esposito, wearing a new vest. It is definitely made out of suspicious material. It is a Stetson brand vest. Who knew that was a thing? Just telling you. Telling you stuff about Thank you for your audible nice. Appreciate you, that guy. The rest of you, not nailing it. <laughs> I am feeling very confident. Second hand, too. Fits like a vest. <laughs> That's so funny. I'll keep saying that for a while. Come on in. How you doing? Joining up with some pals? Could be. <laughs> Do you know those folks? Nope. <laughs> Look at all these closer chairs. You won't be held down by that shit. Nope. Gonna join those people over there. Are those chairs taken? Nope. Are you doing all right? I feel like this might be stressful. You guys, you seem nice. What the fuck, everybody? I'm on your side. Yeah, see this? She's trying to tell you to scoot over. Yeah, absolutely. Look, pals. And then just straight to lots of touching. I wasn't even expecting that. Just thought it was going to be cool and casual. And now uh, if somebody else could... On your phone. Tell me you didn't arrive late, walk across the entire stage, and then sit there on your phone. You guys know I can see the glow on your faces, right? This isn't a sleepover, so therefore, I know there's no reason your face should be illuminated from below. That's my new, that's my new, like, what is happening with... Uh, how are you okay? Is everything okay on your phone? Are you doing all right? Yes. Are you doing okay in general? How's your day? Day's good? Awesome. It's going to be smooth sailing from here on out, too. I believe in us. Well, you guys have uh, obviously already have impressed you. Quick on my feet, addressing moments, bringing people together. I'm also a real person. I've got real stuff going on in my life. I want you guys to know that I'm engaged. Thank you. Also, you have eyes in your face. Obviously, I'll be wearing a woman. Of course I will. And this is still very new. I understand you guys are like a hip-happening crowd. Oh, a woman going to marry a woman? That's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. 
It is a big deal to me. It is throwing me off. You guys, I got engaged like two years ago, and we just set a date. Just set a date. We'll be married in December. That is how long it took us to even be vaguely aware of the kind of wedding we might want to have. Because I know that there's a lot of straight people out there thinking to themselves like, oh, two women getting married, that's very new. You guys, try being on the inside of it. Which sometimes I am. These are new questions for us, too. Who asks who? That's a question I get all the time. Who asks who? Did you ask her? Who asks who? The answer to that, when you're talking about lesbians specifically, is whoever can afford a ring. <laughs> We're women. We make 70 cents on the dollar. Sometimes it's neither of us. <laughs> I think there should be a sponsorship program where we're set up with a gay male couple and they have to buy us a ring. We've had a very long engagement because nothing that I grew up seeing is something that's going to happen at my wedding. Everything that you take for granted as being tradition in a wedding, like there aren't going to be too little a bride and groom cake topper. And that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, but it's almost too much. Imagine if you could have any cake topper. Because it's not just that you, you can have a, ooh, you could have two brides. You could literally have Roger Rabbit and a boat. Like, you could have anything. I think we'll probably end up walking down the aisle to the Furious 7 soundtrack. <laughs> game. There's nothing specific that we have to fulfill. I think the only thing that will not happen at our wedding is that we will not get pizza from one particular restaurant in Indiana. <laughs> Literally anything else is possible. It's a lot of pressure too. It's a lot of pressure because I'm sure there's some straight people here. A few. I see you around. <laughs> and I want you to know I feel your pressure to be cool. You think we're cool. You think our weddings are going to be cool. Did you hear how you responded when I mentioned the Furious 7 soundtrack? <laughs> Listen to yourselves! Oh, you get to have a church? Oh, you get to have the Ave Maria? But I, I gotta bring the heat! <laughs> I gotta entertain you. I gotta be a story. And I know that I have to be a story for you because of the number of times that straight people have told me about gay people whose weddings they've gone to that I do not know. <laughs> oh, you're engaged? Well, I went to a wedding. <laughs> what kind of wedding? I wonder if you're gonna talk about a gay wedding. <laughs> It's kind of the same part of the brain where straight people sometimes will try and set gay people up. Like, uh, first of all, in a very vague way. Oh, you're a lesbian? You'd like my cousin. Why would I like your cousin? 
what's going on with your cousin? <laughs> you guys would just like each other. You'd really like Mallory. You guys have a lot of the same interests. <laughs> but the funny thing is, you're always wrong. Straight people are 99% of the time wrong because straight people are gay people blind? Like they can't suss out which side of the magnet we are? Do you get what I'm saying? I don't want to end up on a date with another person with a long side. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need balance too. It's always just like two gals show up and vest. Oh, come on! And then leave. <laughs> okay, that's eventually going to be something. Thank you, Megan, for taping that. That's eventually going to be something. I'm just working out. Those are all brand new jokes, but I think that's eventually going to be something. I'm excited about that. Yes! <laughs> I just had to figure out how they go together. But yes, thank God. Ugh, I've been trying to figure out like what's the next. Because the thing about stand-up is that you like you try and get your stuff, you know, so that you can put it somewhere specific. And so like I am trying to work on the next thing that I'm going to put on television. Um, and the thing is, is that I'm very uh, divisive uh, because I'm so just so yelly and also so angry. <laughs> And the stuff that I want to talk about, that's actually awesome. I'm really, I really hope that that set like gels together. Like that's, cause that's really personal to my life. But like the stuff that I want to talk about is, I mean, number one, like you cannot yell about periods on network television. You cannot, you just have to vaguely pretend that they're blue. That's all you can do on network television. I have this great new thing where I've been thinking about like a dude, um, a dude kind of cornered me in a hotel lobby and, tr and tried to look at my room number. Like, he just didn't give me any space for some reason. I was checking in, and the check-in guy, we kind of arrived at almost the same moment. So the check-in guy, like, thought we were together, which is... What the fuck's going on with his mind? Because that's not... We were, I was not with that gentleman uh, at all. Um, but the guy was, like, leaning over, sort of looking at my... Just looking at my... Like, I think he was absent-mindedly looking at my hotel room number as the guy was writing it out. And I asked the, I asked the gentleman who was looking, I was like, I'm sorry, can I have... Can I just have a little bit of space while I get my number? And he said, uh, why? <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, I just want a little space while, the, while I get my number. And he said, oh, man, you got to get out of Iowa more often at the time I was in Iowa. The funny thing about that statement being the reason I was scared of him knowing my hotel room number is because I spent so very much time outside of Iowa. <laughs> like, I feel like if you're from Iowa, you're like, come on in! <laughs> what could happen? <laughs> but I've spent so much time outside of Iowa, and I think that that dude, I think sometimes dudes are a little confused like about what it feels like to be a woman. And that was one of those moments where like, he was so mad because he just like didn't, for some reason he just, it was just really offensive to him that he thought that like, that I, like, cause I didn't trust him. I didn't implicitly trust him a stranger. Like I'm not looking at your room number. I'm not gonna come to your room later. How do I know? <laughs> because here's the thing. 
um, I have something to be afraid of. Like, as women, we have something to be afraid of. To, uh, rape and murder, two things, really. <laughs> and so we don't want you to know where we're going to be later. <laughs> That's a big part of being a woman, is being really hard to pin down. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll see you there, and then we just run. <laughs> we don't want, if you're a strange dude, we don't want you to know where we're going to be later. And I guess as a guy, maybe the feeling is like, well, why not? Why not? I'm not a rapist. Well, statistically, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I mean, not, maybe, not you, maybe not you specifically, but you in general. For sure, more of you than me. This is not an unfounded fear from nowhere. This is based on 15 years of watching Law & Order SVU. So I think if a chick is seeming nervous about you, I would just say, here's the best practice. Give her a little bit of that room. Allow her to trust you by proving that you are trustworthy. I'm saying some crazy shit. But I think it's real. I would invite you to try it. And that is a joke I will probably not tell on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you guys, we got an awesome show. I'm so excited about this next comic coming up. First of all, I've been great. You can clap for me. I've been great. A lot of that stuff, that's the first time I've heard that stuff. And as I was saying it, I was like, Jesus, you are good. Can't wait till you put the shine on this one, Esposito. I will love to hear it. <laughs> now, this next comic is an old friend of mine. He's visiting from Chicago, so we're going to give him lots of love because he's in town for just a short time. Are you guys ready for the rest of your show? <laughs> yeah, are you? Well, please welcome to the stage my friend, Mr. Brian Babylon. Guys, give it up for Brian. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from out of town visiting from the Midwest. Woo! All right. Well, Cameron's up here talking about uh, she can always get away with talking about rapey shit. That's just. I'm telling you, I fuck it. That's this first thing I'll say. Uh, I don't, well, back in the Midwest, I have a weed man. That's how it is for the rest of the world. You have to have a relationship with somebody. You can't go to the corner five a dime and pick up a pound of pot. Fucking fantasy land shit. So, and if you don't know, like, the weed man rules, it goes how the following. All right, you got a weed man. You see him about seven to ten times a week. And, or how, you know, however you get it in. And then you have to spend at least 45 four to five minutes with that person hearing about their life before they give you the weed because they feel like that little five minutes keeps the cops off their trail. That's what they know. That's their mind. All right. So, first things is, my weed man got engaged, first of all, and that is the ultimate wake-up call to life that you're a fucking loser when the weed man gets fucking engaged. He's like, what? You, you doing what? Adulthood? What? 
Because this is the same dude. The week before he tells me he's getting engaged, he tells me the most creepiest shit ever. He's like, yo, Babylon, check it out, bro. Check it out. Have you ever been with a girl and you want her to do Molly, but she doesn't want to do Molly? And you're like, cool. So you guys are drinking and smoking. Later on, you're fucking it. And you're hitting it doggy style. And then you put some Molly on your finger. And you put it up her butt, bro. Have you ever heard of that, bro? I'm like, what the fuck? No, man. No. Get my weed. Get that out of that rapey shit. I don't want to hear that rapey ass shit, man. Get out of here. I can just see that on the next episode of Law and Order SVU. And you have Ice T trying to explain it to the other cops, like, yeah, it's called a Molly Pudding Pop. We put Molly on your finger and put up some more butt for a fascination. Oh, case. Case closed, Ice T. Case closed. <laughs> so I'm out here in Los Angeles trying to get shit together. I'm recording my first album in Chicago on May 8th and 9th. And I'm doing it because I want to show my ex that I'm going to be rich and famous and fuck that bitch, Drake. I'm having, Drake, I'm having Drake problems. I'm a grown-ass man having Drake problems because I loved her and it was sad because guys fall in love for stupid-ass reasons. Women fall in love for practical reasons. Like, you know what I'm saying? You probably like this guy for, like, shoelaces, hat. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever. Eyebrows, whatever. Basic things in love. Guys fall in love for ridiculous shit. Like, oh, man, I remember the time she farted one time. Sounded like Wu-Tang, man. It was crazy, man. Like, whoa, oh, man. She said, I love her, man. Dumb shit. So my ex, we got dumped. Because, you know, it was, everything was sweet. Because we got this conversation. It was an argument, actually, about Muppets versus Puppets. It was like one of them, like high drunk arguments that was just out of hand. It was like 2.30 in the morning. We arguing, what's the difference between Muppets and the Puppets? And we couldn't figure it out. She's like, well, listen, fuck, listen, shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you this. If I go over and I shove my fist up that girl's pussy and I make her talk, she's a Muppet and a fucking Puppet. I'm like, God damn, baby. Wow, this will be eHarmony in love right there. I was smitten. But relationships don't laugh or last. Off creepy-ass puppet scenarios with your ex. <laughs> Shit got real, so she had that conversation with me that women have when you're in relationships. You know, like, hey, listen, I want to settle down. I want to get married. I want to hit a pitter-patter of little feet. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I went out and bought her some squirrels, and I let them out on the hardwood floors, and they're pitter-patter, 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 no way. I'm like, ha-ha, look, rom-com, hilarious, right? Hilarious. She didn't think so. What the fuck is this? You play too much. I'm out of here. It's over. I was like, what do you mean I play too much? I play too much, bitch? Are you kidding me? I play too much? Do you know how hard it is to get 12 squirrels? and a fucking pillowcase at one fucking time? That is not easy. I'm not Daryl Lamero from The Walking Dead. I don't fuck with squirrels like that. I don't fuck with squirrels like that. And do you know how hard it is to get little penny loafers or little squirrel feet to give it that pretty patter, pretty patter, Dolby surround sound effect? Bitch, fuck you. I was trying. So I hit rock bottom. It was sad. It was sad. I hit rock bottom in the summertime. So I found myself in my bedroom in the heat wave with the AC off to be more pathetic, right? <laughs> then on top of that, I was watching a whole bunch of sad uh, PSAs about animal cruelty to, get my, to be more sad. Then I'm watching one about tiger skin and how many tigers in Southeast Asia are being slaughtered every day for rugs and one percenters and all that kind of shit. And then they had all these tiger skins laid out. And I started thinking like, damn, because I was smoking weed. I'm like, damn. I wonder how much it'll cost to get some suits of tiger skin made. I mean, I, I blame Kanye West for that thought process. I, and then on top, top of that, I had fruit flies talking shit to me in my face. That's where things got real bad. 
Because fruit flies are the asshole of the insect kingdom. You know what I mean? They're the most asshole because they just float in your face and taunt you and say mean things about how you can't get over your ex. Then I stood up and I'm like, fuck you, fruit fly, you punk ass bitch. I'm in my underwear, sweating, holding a blunt, didn't drop that. And I'm swearing and cursing at a fruit fly, calling a fruit fly a punk ass bitch. Now here's the rub on that. I was a punk ass bitch, and I'll tell you why. Because I had ordered myself an edible arrangement and sent it to my house because I was feeling sad for myself. And I was in my room eating a bouquet of pineapple tulips and then went out of town for the weekend and forgot that shit, came back to a fruit flying infestation. So who's the dumbass bitch, Brian? You. I'm the dumbass bitch. So I don't know. Any single ladies in here? Single ladies? That's all I need is a, someone to clear their throat. Fuck that. That's going to be on. <laughs> and if you're in a relationship, stay in that shit. If you're in a relationship, please stay in it. I don't care if you hate that person. Stay in that relationship. Because it's the worst in these fucking single streets, all these punk-ass apps. Uh, I'm on Tinders. I put an S on that shit because I'm older. And you rub your stomach. Yeah, I'm on Tinders. You rub your stomach. <laughs> yeah, Tinders is cool. You know, that's how that goes down. I met this chick on the tenders, and um, she sent me the f first message. She's a feminist. Go, gal. So she sends the first message. She says to me, hey, what's up? Send me a dick pic. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Like, I had to go out, buy some pearls, put them on a clutch. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Fresh. Get to know a nigga. Wow. Dick pics on the first message, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not sending no dick pic. I ain't sending no picture of my dick because I'm not going down in a dick pic scandal. It's 2015. I'm an NPR superstar. I'm not going down in no dick pic scandal. If I go out, there's going to be like midgets, cocaine, and shillelaghs. It's going to be the next level shit. Like, I don't know, man. I heard he was fucking leprechauns. Man. I don't know. That's how you go out. Dick pic scandals, you know? So I'm going to send something, right? But it's not going to be me. So I found myself on the train going home from work and I'm Googling big black dicks, right? <laughs> image search because I'm sending something right but you will be amazed on how hard it is to find a big black dick that you feel represents you as a person and so I was like for like an hour and a half like Jesus fuck it's a plethora of horrible big black dicks on the internet that's where they all go on the internet bulbous tips curves uh, motherfuckers holding a bass all hard like ah like let go of that bass bro I had no girth man let go of that bass So I'm going to end on this. I'm done. You know, I'm trying to cut back on smoking so much pot so I can be successful. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at Walgreens, and I see the guy in front of me, and he's buying some rolling papers and a pregnancy test and the same purchase. Like, wow, that's ghetto as fuck. Is, he go is this guy going home like, whatever, man, plus minus fucking. <laughs> gangster, man. That was actually me, but that was me. That was, that was me. That was your boy. But I'm going to cut back on the weed I smoke. I'm going to cut back, but it's all about the company you keep. So for me, I'm going to stop getting high so much with magicians. That's what I love to do. I'm going to cut that out. That's going to curb my weed intake if I just stop smoking weed with magicians because it's fun. You get high with magicians. You never know what's going to happen. Like quarters in your ear, Doritos. Who knows? But sometimes they take shit too far, and then you take a hit of the weed... You look up, the weed smoke is gone out of your mouth. And then the magician's on the other side of the room like, hey, you looking for this? <laughs> like, Come on, man. Stop doing that. Please. 
I invited you over here to look at these pregnancy test results, okay? We have a situation. We need to make disappear. Hey, I'm Brian Babylon from Chicago. Adios. Give it up for my girl. Let's hear it for Brian one more time, guys. Brian Babylon. That's true. He is a regular uh, panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. You can listen to him on there if, you, if that's a show you listen to. Get audible gasps at Wait, Wait. Great. Uh, this is my audience. Hey, uh, you know, we, uh, we also have a great co-host on the show. Her name's Rhea Butcher. She's going to come out right now. Let's hear from Rhea. Oh, hi. Hey, thanks for waiting to come out now so I could do some jokes up top. I You're appreciate welcome. it. welcome. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, although I did have to go shopping for a bathing suit today. <laughs> so, not feeling too great about yeah. myself. What What yeah. was uh, stressful? Yeah, just always stressful. What kind of bathing suit do you wear? My fiancé, Rhea Butcher. <laughs> I should have said that. Um, we know each other. Well, a lot. I, I, yeah, I wear one that's made for a woman. I can tell you that much. Feels real weird. Yeah, when I first met you, I don't know if I would have. I don't know what I would have thought. You know, if it's just like all rash guard, like just yeah. rash guard that starts Basically. here and then it goes over your feet, just like a bodysuit yeah. to go to the beach and read a book. Yeah. Zip me. But no, you wear one of them bikinis. I, I do wear a bikini. 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 You know what's my? You know what's my favorite? You know it's my favorite way to wear a bikini. How? Put a flannel on top, flannel underneath. Oh yeah. What's that called? Bikini Panini. <laughs> She's Italian. <laughs> yeah, like, like it pressed, you know? Pressed and hot. I wear a bikini as well. We're just two gals wearing bikinis. One time, the first time we went to a Hollywood pool party, oh. I wore my high school team Speedo. <laughs> How'd that I, go? I thought it went great. What did you think? You <laughs> yeah, were there. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be funny for jokes. You had like... the best time for laps of the whole party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. I was really there to compete. Yeah, right. Yeah, you were just like waiting at the end of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, bleh. <laughs> yeah. My dive is great. I right onto a swan. Decent flip turn. Not a good backstroke flip turn. Those are the toughest, right? Where my backstroke flip turn fans at? All that my swimmers. tough because I got to flip over and then flip over. You know what I'm talking about. Olympic swimmers, right? What if I was an Olympic swimmer? Well, yeah, that would be great. And then this is just how I turned out. And then you did Like, stand when up. did I stop? <laughs> Because I'm not, like, that old. Like, I could still be... No. I could still be... No, I'm You saying, could still be an Olympic swimmer, I'm, definitely. I'm saying crazy things because we also bought baseball mitts over yes, the weekend. Yes, we did. And we are now playing baseball. It was so cute, you guys. Well, that's so what I was going to say is why it was hard for me to go get a bathing suit because I'm walking like a cowboy from playing baseball over the weekend because my body is old. Yeah. And so I walked into Old Navy like, where's your base bathing suits? <laughs> No, for women. Where's your bathing suit? It was terrifying. But to be fair, like an old Navy bathing suit for women, like that could be anything. Yeah. I just mean because like they, I, they cut the, they like stack the clothes and then cut it. Yeah. So that's and why And then they like, just stamp it bathing suit and then it yeah, goes on a rack. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. They just it's like a Slim Jim, doesn't matter. Yeah. Anything. They just decide what it is and it goes there. Yeah, it's exactly. just a square of fabric. Cause I, Wait, cause this is a t-shirt. are also widely disparate sizes within Absolutely, the same sizing. Yes. Where it's like, this is a small, this is also a small. 
Which size small are you? <laughs> They're both just a rectangle. Old Navy jokes. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you we're not telling killer Old Navy jokes. <laughs> I think that Old Navy should be renamed to Pajamas Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Even our business t- attire is pajamas. Like, it really is. Yeah, like every nice pair very of pants comfortable, still yeah. has a hidden drawstring yeah, somewhere. You just have to find it. Sometimes it's here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, you made pulled the... Yeah. Right, like a... Yeah. What's that thing called? I don't know. You jump out of a plane? Parachute. That's it. I made the wrong sound effect. I made a parachute sound effect. I should have made a drawstring sound effect. Which is Surprise, there's no drawstring sound effect. Maybe... Which is more like... Yeah. Or it's like, oh shit, it's in the pants! Get a safety pin, it's in the pants! The drawstring's in the pants! That's why I'm gonna marry you, because you're gonna always find my drawstrings. I'm gonna I will. always lose them. Always find That's your drawstrings. That's our whole dynamic. If you were wondering what our dynamic was, it's me being like, my pants! My drawstrings are my pants! And then Rhea being like, give it to me. Come here. <laughs> Every day is like a pre snow day in our relationship. <laughs> that is and I'm true. just going, like, hang on. I want to go outside now! Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. That is what it's like. That's really true. I never thought of that. This morning you got so mad at me because I woke up by asking you. Because if we could go hang out with your parents at 11 p.m. on Friday. Because you were like, here's yeah. some coffee. Can we go see my parents at 11 when we get in on, from our flight? Uh, that was the second question I asked you. The first question I asked you was which Vegas show you would like to see on next Friday. Yeah. Did I want to see David Copperfield or Britney Spears? Yeah. I think that's a valid question. Listen, it's her fucking fault she was still asleep at 8.15. I had been up planning different shows. I just get up, and then the first thing I do is start planning. Like, which of these shows is the most highly reviewed? I looked it up. Zoomanity is not getting too bad reviews. What is it? Zoomanity? What in the world is that? It's Cirque du Soleil show, like Mystere. Or oh, or love? Are you speaking words to me? Right I'm now? actually naming all of the current zoomanity. This is how connected I am to this, like a zoo and humanity. Yeah. Do you not know anything about Cirque du Soleil? That actually sounds. I mean, I know more like a Cirque du Soleil title than almost how anything. squishy Cirque du Soleil is. Squishy. Everything just looks squishy. Like they're just like bouncing around, and their bodies could be Stretch Armstrongs. Or one of those dinosaurs you throw on the ceiling. And they just go... So you think, like, the reason they're such successful acrobats is because they have, like, a lower number of bones? Exactly, yes. They're like jellyfish. (laughs) Are they not? (laughs) No. Oh, they're not. Highly trained. (laughs) This is weird tonight. (laughs) I'll say... I'll just be honest with you guys. Usually we're the hit of the show. Yeah. Like as a two, as a two-o. <laughs> as a solid 20 between, because we're two tens. You know what I'm saying. 
the end of the show, but I feel like everybody's watching. They're it's they're what they're into. They're not laughing <laughs> at our jokes, but they're concerned, which is the weirdest part. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about really relatable stuff. Totally. I think it, uh, you lost me at Zumanity, so. <laughs> Maybe we should circle back, take a couple more looks at that, yeah, you're pick right. up some corn you're nuts, right. digest right. it for a little you're while. Right. Rhea's gonna go to Vegas for the first time. You've never been to Vegas. Yeah, just the airport. That's the only place I've been. The Vegas and airport one time I is got crazy. Yelled at for being too close to the slot machines because uh, you can't be near them if you're under 21. I was 26 at the time. <laughs> and the woman who told me to leave was this tall. Well, listen, little boy, you shouldn't go in there. <laughs> yeah. Not till you get your beard. <laughs> been waiting on that The thing. Vegas airport is my favorite because as you're going to the baggage claim, there's a oh giant God. sign on the same... It's as large as the sign that says baggage claim that says liquor store. Yes. To the right. Yeah. So it's like baggage claim to the left, liquor store to the right. Mm-hmm. Which means that like enough people get off the plane where you could drink. You can drink on a plane. And I don't know if you guys have been to Vegas, but the drive from the airport to the strip, it is a 10-minute drive. So there are enough people that get off the plane and are like... I'm going to need something to tide me over till we get to the hotel slash bar where we can drink. Yeah, I mean, let's go get a fucking handle (laughs) and drink it in the cab. I mean, you don't always know what they're going to have in Vegas. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right, what if they don't have your drink? Yeah. What if you love Jack Daniels and you can't find that in Vegas? Yeah. I really like vodka, so you never know. If what am I going to get that at Tao nightclub, which I researched? <laughs> <laughs> but we're I'm performing at the Venetian. That's why we're going. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys. All right, Venetian crowd. What a weird time to get on board. <laughs> We're engaged. Old Navy. How broad is Old Navy? Very broad. So fucking broad. Their tank tops are this big. I'm sweating through my shirt for you people. Tons of disparate Venetian fans. It wasn't even one group. I don't know. They really like window dressing. The Venetian specifically? (laughs) Specifically the Venetian. (laughs) All right. Not where my Mandalay Bay crowd at. What? They've got canals. They've got canals. That's right. Just the one at the Venetian. Venice, they have more. At the Venetian, it's just the one. I've requested in my rider that a gondola pick us up in our room and take us to the show. A little scoot gondola? Oh, no, I don't want it to have... Yeah, exactly. I don't want it to have wheels. No. I just want to, I just want to see what they want. somebody to have to use. What the if the elevator strength? opened and there was a guy in a gondola? <laughs> and he, like, couldn't get out because the <laughs> stick is too... He's just like, help me, I'm stuck. Go. Take the next one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I we'll got wait. this one. We'll Take wait. the next one. <laughs> Well, I think that's it. Yeah, that's Rue Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito.
Wow. Wow. I would have started with the Venetian if I had fucking known that. You lazy bastards. Get on board. It's, there's no, here's the thing about stand-up comedy. This is already the show. Right now. And you can choose to love it. You can choose. Guys, this next, uh, this next performer, a friend of ours, we always love it when she's in town, so we have her on the show, uh, former L.A. resident. Let's welcome her back home. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Malone. Give it up for Michelle. Cameron and Rhea, everybody. Come on. Old Navy, the Venetian, swimsuits. Let's do it. Uh, so I recently discovered that my twin sister is a doomsday prepper <laughs> from her Amazon wish list. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was our birthday in October, and I didn't know what to get her because she lives in a whole separate state. I don't know what she does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I look up on her wish list thinking maybe she wants a book, a CD, a DVD, whatever. I get on there. turns out what she would like is an Israeli gas mask, a bucket of water filtration tablets, a pallet of cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. They, they say uh, that suicide is the most selfish act. No. The most selfish act is crowdfunding your doomsday bunker for one. <laughs> That's pretty fucking selfish. I got her colored pencils. <laughs> she can draw pictures while we're all dead in a nuclear wasteland. Um, uh, my twin sister, she's, she always says like lots of weird, she, weird stuff. She like, kind of lives on her own little planet. Uh, I was visiting her. She lives in Minnesota. And... She uh, tells me that she is afraid of German shepherds, okay? She's afraid. Of, and she has a pit bull and another large dog. Uh, and she says she's afraid of German shepherds. And I was like, sir, are you, why are you afraid of German shepherds? She says, well, I was bitten by a German shepherd when I was a kid. I'm like, that's weird that I don't know that because we're twins. <laughs> and uh, so what? I'm like, what happened? And, um, and she says, well... Uh, when we were younger, uh, we were seven or eight, and uh, we were at our parents' friend's house for a party, and uh, they had a German shepherd there, and his paw was bleeding, and I chased him around a pool trying to push him in because I wanted to see if he could swim. And then he bit me. And so she tells me this story, and then I say to her, Sarah, uh, that's my memory. That never happened to you. It happened to me, Okay. And she said, well, maybe it happened to both of us. <laughs> Not that story, no. And, but then I shut up. I stopped arguing because the person in that story is an asshole. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? The person in that story sees an injured, bleeding animal, chases it around a body of water, trying to drown it. <laughs> You're a dick. It's like, I need to... Reverse engineer this, figure out how to give her all my shitty stories, you know? <laughs> Write a paper on it, win a prize. When, uh, when I was in my 20s uh, and I was living in Austin, Texas, an apartment by myself, uh, I ordered a pizza from Pizza Hut. So I ordered this pizza, the pizza comes, I take it inside, sat down on my counter, 
And, uh, and then I open up the box, and there is a piece missing from the pizza. That's insane, right? Okay, it was insane. So I call up Pizza Hut, and I was an angry young person. And I call, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck do you think you're doing? Fuck you! Yeah, I know what happened. happened. Your fucking delivery driver ate my fucking pizza. The fuck is wrong? No, I want fucking 20 pizzas. No. And I'm just yelling at this person. And as I'm yelling, I'm playing with the pizza box, you know, and I'm playing with it, and then I lift it open, and there's a piece of pizza stuck on the top of the pizza box. And I'm like, okay, gotta go, bye. You know, why can't my sister have that story? You know, suggest it to her. Uh, I uh, I have a two and a half year old baby. Everybody got a one of them babies. Yeah, she's uh, she's in the car, and I Ubered here, so that's really weird. <laughs> I don't know where she is. Um, but no, uh, my husband and I, we have very differing ideas on raising our child, differing in that my ideas are reasonable and his are ridiculous. Okay? When she was two weeks old, he says, you know, I think that she should learn to play the mandolin. And I was like, yeah, we're getting divorced. <laughs> I don't need to hear anything more you have to say ever. <laughs> and, he, and, he's like, and, he, and I was like, why? Why do you think she should learn to play the mandolin? He's like, well, because nobody plays the mandolin, and maybe if she learned how to play it, she might be the best at something. <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to give up on her now, okay? Let's wait like 13, 14 years, you know? <laughs> then you can. And he also wants her to fence because uh, he fenced in college. So he would like her to be a mandolin-playing fencer <laughs> with lots of friends. <laughs> lots and lots, a real popular lady. Uh, are you trying to raise my baby to be some sort of Renaissance Festival superstar? <laughs> what? Not really. Not what I envision. Uh, I hit my baby. Uh, <laughs> just, it didn't take, okay? Just, just once. It was an accident. Uh, I feel bad about it. This is a cathartic thing I do. Um, my, I had some friends over, and we were all talking, and my child, who's about 18 months, she's standing in between us. And as we're talking, uh, a fly comes into the room. Okay, yeah, okay. So you can understand my dilemma. Uh, the fly comes in and circles around. And I grew up going to a cabin every summer, okay? So I know how to deal with flies. And sometimes you have to act before you think. And the fly comes in, lands on my daughter's head, and bypassing my brain completely, my elbow's like, let's do this. And just, bam! That was my baby's head. No. Everybody stopped talking. My baby looked up at me, and she's like, what the fuck did you just do? And I'm like, your first complete sentence, oh my god, you're a genius. Hey, thanks a lot. You guys were awesome, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the Mandolin baby. I would love to see a baby playing a mandolin. Think about that for a minute. It's a roly-poly baby with a roly-poly mandolin. Anyway, you guys ready for some more show? 
I'm ready for more show. This next comic is a contributor to The Onion, and I believe he just moved here from Chicago. So let's give him a warm welcome. You guys give it up for Ian Abramson. All right. Give it up for you guys. Let yourselves hear it. I like this guy's enthusiasm. Keep it going for him. My name is Ian Abramson. I just got out of a relationship, and my ex-girlfriend said that she was tired of walking on eggshells around me. I was like, listen, that's just how I decorate. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. Uh, Something, uh, my, my friend earlier, he asked me what I thought about the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. And I said, I'd marry the witch. I'd fuck the wardrobe. And I'd fuck the lion, too. Right? What are you going to do? You guys know what I mean? All right. Okay. We're having a good time. Uh, something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is time. All right? Time is a weird concept. It's not something real, not something that you can touch. So that means if you take a timepiece, like a watch or something, and you set it back one hour, then you're pretty much traveling through time. What I'm saying is, I invented time travel. Yeah! Time travel! Woo! All right, give it up for you guys! Oh, man! I like your enthusiasm, sir. Keep it going for him. My name is Ian Abramson. Uh, Just got out of a relationship. My ex-girlfriend said that she was tired of walking on eggshells around me. I was like, listen, that's just how I decorate. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Earlier, my friend asked me when I thought about the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I said I'd marry the witch, I'd fuck the wardrobe, then I'd fuck the lion, too. Right? What are you going to do? You guys know what I mean? All right. Okay, we're having a good time. Uh, Something I've been thinking a lot about lately is time, all right? Time is a weird concept. It's not something real, not something that you can touch. So that means if you take a timepiece, like a watch or something, and you set it back one hour, then you're pretty much traveling through time. What I'm saying is, I invented time travel! Yeah! Yeah. Wow, what an incredible crowd! Keep it going for you guys! Somebody up here, it's a really great enthusiasm. I didn't catch who it was. Um, But, you know, give it up for them. Uh, My name is Ian Abramson. I got dumped recently. My girlfriend was like, I'm tired of walking on eggshells around you. And I was like, you gotta take off those eggshell shoes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Earlier, my friend asked me when I thought about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit... I said I'd marry the father, I'd fuck the Holy Spirit, then you gotta kill the son, right? (laughs) Anyway, time is a bizarre concept, you know what I mean? Uh, We kind of made up this idea of time. It's not tangible, you can't hold it in your hands. So that means during daylight savings, when we jump forward an hour, we are jumping forward that hour. What I'm saying is, I invented time travel! Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Right, Ian Abramson is my identity fart. This enthusiasm's got a fun guy. Uh, my relationship just got out of me, and uh, I said that, that he was tired of, of walking on my girlfriend. And I said, uh, how do you like your eggs? Earlier, my friend asked me when I thought about Mary fuck, kill. I said I'd marry fuck. I'd fuck Mary, and then you gotta kill, kill, right? Uh, Something that I've been timing a lot lately is thinking. Thought can only happen so fast, and most people think very slow. So that means that if two people are sitting next to each other and they think the same thing, they will finish that thought at different times. What I'm saying is, I invented brainstorming. Yeah, brainstorming! 
you guys. Whoa, especially that guy. Okay, my name is Ian Abramson. Uh, I don't want you guys to feel like you're walking on eggshells or anything, but just so you know where I'm at, I was dumped recently. Uh, moving on. Um, earlier, my friend asked me when I thought about The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I said, good movie, better book. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about time, and uh, I'm not going to do that joke, actually. <laughs> Who knows what happened if I did, but we're not going to go down that path. Do you guys know what I mean? All right. Do you guys like impressions? Yeah. Well, I got her number. How do you like them impressions? Goodwill Hunting. Thank you guys so much. All right. Okay, I want to do a series of impressions for you guys, okay? First impression, this is my impression of a popcorn of kernel. A kernel of popcorn. Not, a, not, not a, a popcorn of kernel, a kernel of popcorn, all right? Impression kernel of popcorn. Ta-da! Thank you guys so much. A, a, an impression of a kernel of popcorn, okay? Here's my impression of a man that does not know that he has brain cancer, okay? God, traffic is the worst. Okay. Uh, this is my impression of an umbrella on a windy day, okay? Umbrella on a windy day. And then he gets thrown away. All right, guys. Oh, uh, this is my impression of a nostalgic sex offender. Okay. Hey, children, can't live with them. Can't live within 300 feet of a school. All right. Hey, blame him, not me. Okay. Um, coming up. Uh, coming up next. Uh, this is my impression of um, a suicidal germaphobe. Okay, suicidal germaphobe. Thank you guys so much. All right. That was a suicidal germaphobe. Okay. Uh, this is my impression of a bike horn that is on fire. Okay. Bike horn that is on fire. Thank you guys so much. Bike horn that was on fire. Okay. Uh, I want to leave you guys uh, uh, telling you guys about a phrase that my grandpa used to say. Okay. This is, uh, this is true. He would say that one boy is a full boy. Two boys is half a boy. And three boys are no boys at all. So what that means is that if one boy is trying to get work done, he will get the full amount of work done. If two boys are working together, they will get half the amount of work done. But if three boys are working together, no work will get done. But what about four boys? You've got two sets of two boys at half a boy each, so then four boys is just one boy? Well, then what about five boys? You've got one set of three boys at zero boys, and one set of two boys at half a boy, so then five boys is just half a boy? Well, then what about six boys? You've got two sets of three boys and zero boys. Eight children, six boys or no boys? Well, then what about seven boys? You've got one set of three boys and zero boys and one set of four boys and two sets of two boys and half a boy each? Well, then seven boys and just one boy? Give me a break! Grandpa! All right, thank you guys so much. My name is Ian Abramson. All right, we're going to keep the show rolling with a friend of the show. We love it when she stops by. You guys give it up for Andy Erickson. I was going to say, oh, I'm going to say it, but I was going to say this. Oh, and I'm going to say it, but it's 
what I said. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say that. Oh, you did. Okay, so I, uh, I saw a tree hugger today. Yeah, a real tree hugger hugging a tree. And I was like, get a room! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or I'll build one for you out of your friends. <laughs> right? Who was just one guy, and he had his arms around two trees, and I was like, it's a tree, Sam! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Except I was watching, so it was kind of a foursome, you know, because I was like, you know, adding, adding some things. I was like, grab the branch, you know? <laughs> Put some acorns in your mouth, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maple syrup everywhere! <laughs> That's my dirtiest oak. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so I have a lot of nerdy friends, right? Are there any nerds here? Yeah, oh man. I was kind of hoping someone would go affirmative. <laughs> but, but no, I believe you're nerds. But nerds are great, but sometimes they can be super annoying, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, oh man. So sometimes I have a nerdy friend and he's always asking me super nerdy questions. You know, the other day he was like, hey, what's your favorite element? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, come on, what's your favorite element? <laughs> So I punched him in the face. <laughs> I was like, the element of surprise! I'll be honest with you guys. I kind of hope our next president is Mexican. Right? <laughs> Just so we can call the White House Casablanca. <laughs> but uh, but I'm, I don't know. I'm not too political. You know, I just kind of wish... The right wing and the left wing could get along. You know, the left wing and the right wing are always fighting. It's like, ah, find this right wing. Don't they realize it takes two wings to fly? <laughs> right? Two wings working together. Isn't that beautiful? You know? You know? Right? Like, who cares if one of the wings is on welfare? You know? <laughs> You know, and the other wing is made out of one of Jesus's arms. You know, you know, and it's holding a gun. You know, you know, and the wings are like dipped in oil, and the face is like Barack, Barack. You know, and Al, and Al Gore's riding it, and he's like, it's hot in here. You know, so, so, so that's my understanding of politics. Uh, I, I, uh, I saw uh, a slinky today in an elevator, and I was like, good for you, <laughs> right? Let's <laughs> 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 way faster than the stairs. <laughs> oh, man. I told my brother I wanted to go to school to become a reverse psychologist, and he was like, you can't go to school to become a reverse psychologist. <laughs> and I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a test. <laughs> oh, man. Well, my favorite class in high school was geography because we got to write a report on whatever we wanted. So I wrote a report called, If Hungary Could Attack Any Country, It Would Attack Turkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it would attack Vietnam. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so, do you guys think people who live in Mexico ever say, those jobs keep stealing all our Mexicans. 
Right? You think they notice? Like, where are they all going? <laughs> oh, man, that joke's edgy because I'm racist, right? <laughs> there aren't very many of us left. <laughs> Just me and the old people. <laughs> but um, I was watching Sesame Street today, and I realized that show doesn't teach you anything important. Right? Like today they're teaching us how to count cookies. I'm like, what? Most of the time there are zero cookies. You know? Like you should teach me something useful. Like how to pour scotch for dad. <laughs> right? Or how to water down dad's scotch so he doesn't start hitting. <laughs> oh, like, Thanks, Ernie. <laughs> you know, that joke is brought to you by the letter AA. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I was at a casino a couple weeks ago, and there was a guy there, and he only had one arm. I was like, whoa, you only have one arm? That's so cool. One arm, yeah. It was great. We hung out all day. It was awesome. Then he started complaining. He started getting kind of annoying. He was like, I can't believe they let people smoke here. I can't believe they let people smoke in casinos. It's so bad for you. And I was like, dude, you only have one arm. <laughs> you know? Like, you can't complain about the effects of second hand. <laughs> right? Clap if you're offended. That's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> mean for no reason. Uh, I can't help it. I'm a comedian. Ah! But uh, I'm kind of pissed right now at Santa Claus. You know, because my, I love penguins, right? And every year, Santa gets to pick an animal to guide his sleigh, and he just ignores the penguins, right? They're just up there hanging out in the North Pole. Hey, I'm a penguin, I'm a penguin, I want to fly. He's like, you'll never fly. Like, we have wings. He's like, they'll never do anything. You know, and he's just importing the reindeer from Canada, right? And that's not cool. The penguins are like, oh, they're stealing our jobs. I don't know if you know this, but Canada is North Pole's Mexico, <laughs> it's very political, right? The penguins are up in arms and they can't show it. <laughs> right? So I, uh, I told that joke a couple weeks ago. A guy came up to me after the show and was like, uh, just so you know, uh, penguins don't live in the North Pole. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, either does Santa. <laughs> All right, that's my time, everyone. Have a good night. more time for Andy Erickson I'm glad you finally sat down I was stressed you were standing over there for a while Do you, does that feel so much more comfortable look at you now finally enjoying the show with just one comic left but your attitude is on point yeah you are locked in very giggly this is the kind of shit I could have appreciated from the rest of you. <laughs> no, it's not too soon. What a sweet follow-up question to ask a comic. Like you just think that's the only that's the only complaint a comic could have. Was it too soon? After the terrible Venetian accident that happened earlier tonight. Have you been there, disembodied stranger? You're just a voice to me. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. You, specifically Vegas or specifically the Venetian? Both. 
Both. Is that your go-to spot? In the vague? Is that where you hang out? What? What was it that you said before yo? It sounded so official. What? Sit. The V? The V, yo? Nobody calls it the V. I don't believe anybody calls Vegas the V because it's so confusing. Because of vaginas. <laughs> you would. You fucking would. I, listen, I don't want to make assumptions, but I am guessing that you also have a vagina. <laughs> I like a girl being like, oh, vaginas are so important to you, lesbian, not to me, a woman. <laughs> Uh, great news this final comic on the show he's a ringer we got him in under the wire you know like just a wonderful addition we love him hero of mine let's hear from Mr. Andy Kindler guys Andy mean <laughs> iPhone my iPhone my iTalk wants to access my microphone that's how it works I see you've chosen the recorder would you also like the part that records if you just want to see the nu uh, numbers go by and have the illusion of recording choose no what do I what do I what am I what do I, uh, what am I, a, uh, uh, something? <laughs> what am I, the guy? What am I, a uh, tech guy? Who am I? I don't have it tonight. All right, look. Mm, not my night. Not my night. Um, I'm enjoying Sprite, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a one man. Let's get back to drinking soda. I'm sick and tired of people being, uh, I'm being ostracized. People are telling me, what happens when the one the sugar and it goes into your falls in rag burns through your throat and it turns your kidney into a liver? One can does it on Facebook. One can does it. I like Sprite. I'll tell you why. I like uh, also do I like Sprite? It's uh, carbonated. That's nice. Feels good. Therefore, it is nice. I think. Therefore, am I right, ladies? I think that's what Descartes said. <laughs> and then there's sugar. Sugar is good. Don't buy the propaganda from the anti-sugar people. The, when you taste sugar, what's your reaction? I like it. Go with that. <laughs> My dad died in January. That's not the whole bit. That's just the... Uh, it, doesn't, it gets better than this. Oh, don't go by just the premise. Uh, my dad died in January. It's a true story. I'm not, it's not like when I uh, make up things just because I have a bit about it. 
I'm not that kind of person. Why are we so ner- why are we nervous? I decided to talk about it. You shouldn't have a reaction. If I'm comfortable talking about it, then you should be, yes, I want to hear about that. I can't wait till it gets funny. <laughs> My dad died, and I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't turn it into a Facebook event, like people are turning all their tragedy into a, inviting their friends into their tragedy. By, uh, I don't mind, you can say anything you want on Facebook. If you want to say, advertise all, all of the things that are negatively happening in your family, that's fine, but it's gotten out of hand. Am I wrong? People are like, oh my God, my mother just collapsed on the floor. She's writhing in pain. I'm, this is so hard for me. Uh, save your mother. Get off of Facebook. Save your mother. Oh my God. I mean, it's like, it's like I'm having an out-of-body experience. Uh, it's like, uh, he, oh wait, let, let me post a photo of her from earlier today when she wasn't collapsed. On the- Get help. Get help for your mother, dying mother. I mean, wow, this is like a turning the tables. Like, now I'm the mother. Get help! (laughs) But I didn't tell, I I didn't. I didn't announce it on Twitter. I didn't uh, get my PR people on it. But now I'm telling everybody. Everybody, I'm using it. I'm using it for sympathy. I'm telling every. I wear a, sh- a T-shirt. Ask me about my recently deceased father. <laughs> I just want to let you know that my father would have wanted me to do weak material about him <laughs> passing away. Nothing would have made him more happy than for me to turn the tragedy of his passing into another bit that goes nowhere. That should be. <laughs> Can you do a comics comic thing with my death? All right, folks, let's get off of that topic. Maybe I should have closed with that. <laughs> I'm going to try new material because why should I give this goddamn podcast my A stuff? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Saving it for another podcast. <laughs> they are convicting. This is the worst trend. I am terrible at premises. It's so obvious. Can't we just get to whatever the punchline is? Do I have to paint a picture for you people? <laughs> but they're convicting rappers. They rap or people who rap. And I'm going to do a little bit of a rap. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not a comic from the 80s who's uh, going to do a rap song and then close with someone coming up from the audience and putting their hands through mine. And then, oh, I'm itchy in, in my genitals. All right, now look. <laughs> That's a shortcut to what that bit was. Spoiler alert. The 80s sucked. Um, but so it's ridiculous. It's like you can't bring the guy. Oh, you shot the. Sh- oh, you didn't shot the. Sh- you didn't shoot the sheriff. Why were you so? Uh, why were you? T- oh, all of a sudden you didn't. Do- but you're talking about how you didn't shoot the deputy. Sounds very calculated to me. It's ridiculous. This is art. But sometimes I think rappers putting too much specific information into their songs that attract. This is where the joke would be. Uh, have- <laughs> I haven't worked it out and haven't turned it into a joke. But it'd be like, I killed two guys last Thursday night. You will find evidence I left in the closet. My fingerprints should be all over that gun. Call this number and this guy will testify against me. I'm really not kidding. I killed that guy. He was dead, dead, dead. Because I killed him. I'm being serious now. It's not art. I killed a guy last Thursday. 
check. I dismembered his body and I put it into bags like Robert Durst. <laughs> but with uh, better clothing. All right, look, I don't know. I don't know. How could I get the fucking light? What was that light thing? Who gave me that light? <laughs> Who was that? Who let me? That was me. Now, what are you, what are you doing there? What are you, uh, oh, okay, maybe it's because it's time to leave. <laughs> uh, can, you sh- can you show me what that light was? I mean, would it kill you kids? No, 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 no alternative comic. You get a goddamn flashlight, or at least a flashlight app. Give me your flash. Yes! You ever see that light in the comedy club? It means caution, hilarity ahead. That's what it means. Who died and made Jim Belushi a big star? I'm doing that joke every day for the rest of my life. It is sad. It is sad that Jim Belushi is horrible. It is very sad. Don't shoot the messenger. And if you do, hit him in the leg. Also, I really didn't do it. My friend Danny put me up to it. I'll turn him in if it will give me a lighter sentence. The worst rap song. The worst. All right, folks. I I had a big closer, but... um, No, I have never had a big closer. That's a lie. But I'm supposed to do seven minutes. I'm doing seven... I'm I'm at 741. Because nobody tells me what to do. Sorry, ladies. Was the name of my first CD. Sorry, ladies. I was the first comic in 1987 to say, Am I right, ladies? Comedy pioneer. Before that, the comics didn't care if the ladies thought they were correct. But I changed all that. I should, I'm going to leave right now, but I keep remembering a final. Oh, okay. Uh, there's an app. Uh, remember when it was winter? And so now think about it being a current joke. Uh, and they had this app where you, you press, you know, you put the thing in. Within minutes, they'll come over and shovel your walk. Or we'll murder you with a shovel. That's the joke. Thank you, folks. You're wonderful. I'm going to do one of these things to my dad after every show now. He was a Nazi. Guys, Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler. So great. That's been a great show all around. Yeah, it has. Guys, let's hear for everybody you saw tonight. Yeah. Now, we are here every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And thank you guys so much for coming. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to cover your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hey. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.